Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Good. Spooky. Good. <sighs> spooky. Yeah, there's a spook. Something spooky's going on over here. Oh. Is it something you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I think so. It's it's a it's a mystery. It's a you know, it's like a Nancy Drew mystery. Hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. You're not you're no stranger to swag bags. Oh, yeah, where there's some swag bag to me, it's something you get. It's sometimes called a gift bag. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, a bag or box of things you get f- usually for participating in something. Maybe it's from a show, like a trade show or a performance. And the second uh, characteristic is uh, it's usually got some kind of promotional materials, like, hey, try this coffee. And third, uh-huh. it's usually clearly identified why someone gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you think are those performance characteristics of a, of a swag bag? You don't get non-promotional stuff for not doing something and not know where it's from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, 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 did you I, nailed did I tee it. you up on that one, you think? You nailed it right to the carpet. Well, here in here in the Northwest, of course, it's all um, all the stuff in the swag bag is also locally sourced. Oh, uh, of course. Right. Farm, farm to swag bag. Farm to swag bag. And so uh, I do a lot of this kind of event where you are partially... Um, where you where where you are promoted to even within the event with a bag of things and usually there's some chocolate covered coffee beans there's a gift certificate to get a coupon for an app i have sometimes a coupon for an app or a comic book that someone uh on someone that's also on the show has recently done a lot of flyers but also, typically, the nicer ones up here will give you a bottle of local wine and a, uh, you know, and a big bag of local coffee. And, of course, I'm not interested in the wine, but I am interested in the coffee. And so I always, if, if it's a show with multiple people on the, on the bill... I'll kind of do a little wheeling and dealing. Yeah, you said this is how you get, this is one of your primary, if not the... One of your primary sources of coffee is you will trade wine for beans. That's right. Wheeling and dealing. And, and they're, sometimes, happy, they're happy to get the wine. You're happy to get the, the coffee. Hakuna Matata. Happy to get the wine. Happy to get the beans. Every once in a while, I'll do a show with somebody like Bobcat Goldthwait that's getting on a plane the next day. He doesn't want either thing. He's like, yeah, you can have my coffee. So you walk out of there, arm full of coffee. Anyway, you passed so by that I, one pretty quick. Are you, are you telling me you've met Bobcat Goldthwait and he gave you his, his coffee? Oh, I've definitely met Bobcat Goldthwait several times. All right, I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm not 100% sure if I ever got a bag of coffee from him, but it's... Maybe, I, maybe an app, app coupon? It feels likely that I have. Mm-hmm. There's almost no one. I mean, you know, Jeff Goldblum. Whoa. <laughs> like the law of big numbers. Like, you know, at some point, Bobcat Goldthwait will, will give you coffee on an infinite yeah. timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, g- given the world, given the world in which we live. Anyway, so as as we've discussed before on this program, I have a stockpile of coffee. Probably, you know, somewhere, somewhere out there, there's an axis. There's the axis of how long is this coffee gonna gonna be store storable before it becomes putrefied or whatever happens to it. Uh, my sense is forever. But I had coffee everywhere. I had coffee like the like monkeys in the trees in Thailand. Everywhere you looked, there was a bag of coffee. Hmm. In the refrigerator, in the pantry, in the freezer. You know, because people yell at some people. 
say put it in the freezer. It'll last forever. Other people, a lot, people say, people, a lot of people say not to do that. Don't do that. Dries it out or it makes it bad. Yeah, it so, kills the biome. I had so many bags of coffee that I could try every one. I could put it in the freezer for the freezer people. I could put it in the crisper for the crisper people. It was in the pantry for the pantry people. It was right on the counter for, for me. Well, I went downstairs today to prepare a pot of coffee for our, our program. There's no coffee in this house. Ugh. I looked everywhere. This is, this is not the first time this has happened. You've, you've shared this before. I mean, I'm, this, is, this is always a new story. You know, every day somebody's born who hasn't heard about your coffee. But you've talked before about the spooky action at a distance of, mm. of having as a background situation that there's coffee around. And every time you look, there's always coffee there. And yep. then suddenly you get, you get swag coffee, and then suddenly one day you go, you need new coffee. You look in the crisper, you look in the freezer, you look in the pantry. Boom, no coffee. Where'd the coffee go? Yeah, but, but, there, but there was... This isn't a thing where I was like, oh, I used all the coffee and I didn't remember. This was like there were apples on the apple tree, and then the next day there were no apples. Mm. And so I'm wandering around, and I'm like, what the... As my daughter w- would say, she's p- she's picked that up from me now, and she will say 40 times a day, sometimes, oftentimes to herself, what the... Aww. It's very cute when a six-year-old so goes, cute. what the... She doesn't know that the next word is fuck oh, or right. hell. Good for you. Right? Good for you. She that just, takes a lot of restraint. She just thinks that the phrase is, what the... Yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> I, before I could catch myself, I, I angrily called somebody a dipshit. Oh. Felt kind of bad. She said, I don't think that's a thing. I said, believe me, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a thing, my dear. And so the pantheon of what my family used to call inside words continues to mm. grow. Dipshit. Is dipshit. It's <laughs> now in there. A dipshit's kind of like a dingling, right? A uh, dipshit and a dingling definitely will cross the street holding hands. A jackass, mm-hmm, a jackass way too harsh. But, oh, God, look at these dinglings. What a dipshit. A, yeah, a jackass is something else. Yeah. yeah. But a dipshit. A jackass is shading closer to an asshole, I think. I mean, asshole continuum, you're closer with a jackass. Yeah, if you're a jackass, I I get the feeling that jackass is what you call an asshole if you are standing in front of a diner. Well, see, I think also, I think a dipshit is not being the way they are by design. I think think a dipshit is an accidental idiot, and I think a jackass is a deliberate asshole. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Right? Like a -a ding-a-ling has good intentions. A -a ding-a-ling thinks they're doing fine. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the primary characteristic of a dingaling. <laughs> they think they're doing fine. I, that, this is why I'm late. I'm I'm late because I'm a dingaling. Oh. I mean I want I want to hear I want to hear your what the story, but just for what it's worth, yeah. I was trying to be helpful this morning. As I left the house, I saw a quantity of things. There's there's a there's there's a class of things that we have uh, taken away for, for to have things done to them and then brought back. And mm-hmm. and I thought on the front porch were the things being brought back. And so I congratulated myself to so my wife. I said, oh, it uh, looks like uh, we got uh, a bunch of this stuff that, uh, that, that was taken care of for. In this case, it's laundry. The laundry yeah. has returned, and there's three bags, and they didn't screw up the order. And she's like, uh, that's dirty laundry I put out this morning. Oh, and you know what I thought to myself? I thought to myself, you are such a dingling. Yeah, that's a little dingling. I'm going to have to go home and take it back outside. That's almost, that's, yeah, I'd that's, say, say you're a dipshit I'm there. Not, but... You're right. You know what? I, I think I've taken <laughs> that hard right turn into dipshit country. Yeah. So, yeah. what the? Well, you're saying to yourself, is, what the? 
So ding-a-ling, right? But then there's ding-dongs. Oh, ding-dong's kind of a little bit affectionate. It is. Ding-dongs are like, uh, you know, your pals, right? Yeah. You're ding-dongs, but they're... But they really don't have it. They just can't figure it out, right? The ding dong, the ding dong will lose your keys over and over. Like my brother is a little bit of a ding dong. Every time he comes over to my house, he calls me like forty five minutes later and says, "Did I leave my wallet there?" What a ding dong! Like, why did you take the wallet out at my house? Definitely no not one... a jackass. Just a little, little no, bit of a ding dong. What a ding dong! Mike say... Squires is a ding dong. He's also a jackass. Oh, so you yeah. say to yourself, you say, "What the." Oh, what the... And I'm walking around, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't know. We didn't talk very explicitly about it. But, you know, my relationship with my millennium girlfriend is a thing of a thing of the past now. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Take a moment. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. This uh, and, is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah. Okay. So... She, so more, co- uh, more coffee for you. <laughs> she she uh, she moved out. Oh boy. She, okay. Okay. She she moved. Well, here's here's the timeline. She moved in. You sure you want to talk about this? Yeah. Is this okay? No, it's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too deep into yeah, don't it. Go, don't go too deep. But I'm. But but that was about a. Well, that was a few weeks ago. Oh my. Now. And uh, you know, it was a it was a, a bumpy road, a hard hard road. Um, but as I'm walking around my house, I'm like. Did she, as she was leaving, steal all my coffee? Oh, no, John. Knowing, don't knowing, think that thought. Don't think that thought. Knowing that I wouldn't know it because I had, you know, I had the coffee that was in present use, which was left alone. Did she steal the reserves? Millenniums don't see race and they don't understand revenge. <laughs> so that so that I wouldn't even notice until it was until like three weeks later. You think your and, millennium ex-girlfriend was gaslighting you a little bit? I don't know. It's like that's, seems, that's it's part of the gaslighting is you don't know. How how would you even know? Here I am. I'm wandering around in my nightshirt. In your house. In your my house. Where you, where you sleep, where your children play with their toys. <laughs> yeah. I'm opening up the crisper. I'm going, I'm looking, I'm looking behind the bags of frozen blackberries in the, in the freezer. Those are good like, for smoothies. Oh, they're nice. Put them on ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pushing stuff aside, like oh, uh, you know, back there, I'm I'm all the way back there where the packages of white fish that I bought some time long ago, yeah. aspirationally. You're not like, going to eat eating. those. You're never, never going to eat those. I'm going to eat fish. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to cook fish. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I got fish back. in my freezer. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> all the way back there, <laughs> I'm rumbling. There's not a single. There's nothing. <clears throat> and so not, you not, know not what? a bean to be seen. Not a bean. And I know that I had. Yeah, let's say twenty five hundred dollars worth of coffee somewhere in this house, <laughs> and it's just like, like Hitler's gold. <laughs> it's like gone. It's like gone. And so I'm thinking, this was. I mean, boy, I am. I underestimate. I misunderestimated her. Yeah, if, if, uh, <laughs> she's capable of this kind of. I, you know, if only you'd known earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's pretty good. You didn't know what you had coming. Every so, every every girlfriend is basically just a future ex girlfriend. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's, that's so you proved look behind, to be true so far in my life. You got the cod. You, <laughs> you, got, you got the cod. You got the white fish. Yep. You, yeah, and but no, it's all in uh, there. beans. So, uh, so here's but where what would I she ended put up it? Doing. Would she throw it out? Would she put it in the attic? Is the whole point to, is the true gaslighting to put it somewhere you would never look and then make you feel crazy when you finally find it there? I don't think so. Blame no, it on I think, your daughter. I think, put it in her hope chest. I think she filled the bag with it and then like. 
at the airport was just handing it out free, you know, just like, hey, you want some coffee? Oh, it's like the like, Hamburglar meets Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. She t- she took from the rich and she's giving to Gave people to in an airport. <laughs> Dennis Moore, Dennis Moore. <laughs> so I'm drinking right now. <clears throat> I had to go. I had to go into. So I told you right. right my, my mom sold her house, and her <laughs> what? I didn't tell you this. Oh, Jiminy. We got to do my this mom, call more often. Uh, my mom woke up one day and was like, I, I'm selling my house. That's how she like, works. She gets up 430. Yep. It occurs to her. She Maybe she writes a letter. Maybe she, she sends me a slightly terse email. Maybe maybe she realizes it's time to just move this unit. Yeah. She said, uh, she said. But with perfect clarity, <laughs> right? Isn't that part of her, the hallmark of, of, yep. of her decision making is like, it's just utter clarity. Like, like it's just hanging right in front of her. This must yeah. be done. She's like, uh, fuck these eucalyptus trees. They're gone. I fuck was like, these what? particular eucalyptus trees. <laughs> uh, she's like, uh, 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 Barney's about to go live on a farm. I'm like, Barney is one of our favorite things. She's like, not anymore. <laughs> uh, and so she sold her house. Just, I mean, it didn't, it, it's not like it happened overnight. It was a, it was a totally brutal process that partially involved her saying all of these things that are yours in my house have to go. Oh God. And Another part of it was all this stuff in my house that belonged to me that was part of my crazy uh, – this is in her voice – that was part of my crazy world also has to go to you. And so her 50-year uh, accumulation of disaster materials mm. in preparation for Mount Rainier erupting, mm-hmm. in preparation for a 1 in 10,000-year mega-earthquake, in preparation for – uh, the failure of the grid due to a Stuxnet virus um, in preparation for every conceivable kind of disaster. My mother had all of the required implements and accoutrements. And now all of that stuff is at my house. I Where would I, it go? I'm sorry, John. This is the stack is insane. Where, where, where would it go in your house? Well, I do have a barn. Oh, my God. And a basement and a crawl space. A barn wants to be empty. Well, not this one. Mm, Scooters, prepper supplies. Probably got some powders back there. So many saws. Candles, D batteries. Saws and other saws. Saws and saws. And also, there was a while there uh, where I would, every time somebody was tearing down an old house, I would pull up and I'd say, you using those columns? Oh, you're like lumber liquidators. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd grab everything. I'd grab all the old windows or the columns or the... (laughs) The faucets or you whatever they were. Tearing wood? I'll have it. <laughs> I'll have it. So there's, you know, I could build another barn with what's in the barn <laughs> and outfit it with its own scooter and chop saw. And mm-hmm. anyway, hmm. so, but part of the disaster <laughs> material is <laughs> there's enough Nescafe on my property to, uh, to feed like the, the second brigade of the, the third army. You could you could you could give Patton's third army uh, coffee for a year wow. with the with the freeze dried disaster coffee that my mom had stuffed into the spaces between her rafters, mm-hmm. and now it's all here. And I'm like, ugh. I mean, but the thing is, as soon as you throw away your disaster coffee, then then stuck's net, and then where then where are you going to go? Who's then the smart guy now, right? Yeah, right. And and uh, freeze dried coffee doesn't take up any space, mm-hmm. you know. Stuff it, you stuff it everywhere. Put it in your medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. So here I am, drinking disaster coffee, mm. wondering if everything, one, you know, wondering if this isn't the fucking Truman Show, and some prop designer just forgot to put the put all the coffee back after they 
you know, after they like switched out the white fish in the back of the freezer. Are you saying maybe you were away, you were away somewhere doing your work and they had to strike the set for the next, uh, next setup. Yeah. Or something, you know, they were coming through and, and, uh, Oops, a daisy, right? Somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times they flip this stuff. It's part, I mean, part of the storyline. It's just you. You can't know because then it, it wouldn't be the John show. I mean, it's a. It would be amazing if they had if they were able to maintain as much continuity as seems to be in in play here. Yeah. But every once in a while, until you start looking for it, like once you start noticing those cracks. Oh boy. Okay, so is, is this going to get to a point where you're going to tell me that you're drinking instant coffee? Ugh, I'm drinking instant coffee. Ew, that is a disaster. I opened a giant jar that was I'm not like... Even, John, I'm not even picky about coffee. I air mean, sealed. But like uh, instant coffee is not good. Yeah. I feel like I'm backstage at a at a like a Belgian rock show. That's that's the 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 bitter taste. They put, out the, some, they put out some. They put out some. What they put out? They put out some Belgian uh, for craft services. They give you some Belgian fruit. They give you some uh, some Belgian uh, some Weissen beer in, and yeah. and then uh, and you say, and John always says, "Hey, any chance I get some coffee?" And they say, yeah. uh, "Maybe in sewer," and they bring out a jar and a spoon for Belgian they, Belgian disaster coffee. They do. There's a little bit of that. There's Belgian disaster coffee. I mean, they Belgians also will give you a mushy meatball that you're not sure that. You're not sure what's it's kind mm. of like crunchy on the outside, mushy on the inside. Mm. Which hey, look, I'm not opposed uh, hmm. to a mushy meatball if if you're washing it down with some instant coffee. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm, right before you but go out I, for a show, that that a big glass of milk, just ready to go out and rock the house. Right, and it, but the ter- the terror that's in me now is not just that this may have happened, but I have to go to a store now and buy coffee like a regular. Mm. And I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, you could, you know, you could, uh, there's a service in your area that you could utilize. You could have it two hours, maybe less. Did you know that I joined Amazon Prime? (gasps) The devil you say. I did. I did. I, 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 I lay down, I flopped down, and I did that thing that my dad used to do. Which is he would flop down and just go, <sighs> and then you knew that the, that whatever it was, like the decision had been made. Mm-hmm. The thing was, the thing was, the the game was afoot. That's like just that slightly breathy sound of hope leaving your body, mm-hmm. like when you decided this is a thing you got to do. And so my mom has been yelling at me about Amazon Prime for I don't know for how long, forever. Ooh, it's quite, <clears> it's and quite she, a thing, John. And she bought me uh, Alexa. <laughs> and she, you have an echo in your house because she talks to alexa all day i'll say echo. Alexa. Don't, don't, don't say don't say the name oh sorry 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 <laughs> you can also say uh optionally hey dingus <laughs> alexa who is merlin Mann? oh my god you're gonna make me edit this aren't you <laughs> um ask, oh, who, wow. ask who the mother of dragons is <laughs> alexa who is the mother of dragons well, my Alexa's in a different room, so oh, she can't sorry. hear me. Or, or maybe her little light is spinning, and uh, and she's like waiting for waiting for me to say something. I don't know. I'm not sure. My relationship. I'm, with her I'm is still struggling. Fraught. With all respect, I'm struggling for breath right now because yeah, there's at least four revelations this week that are very the least of which the least troubling of which is you drank fucking instant coffee. That's the, yeah. that's the fourth weirdest thing this week. Yeah, I know. I mean, 
This is a big, so this is a, a big week, John. This you're, you're dropping a lot on me. Are you? Is there any more coming? Well, baby, maybe there's a ton mm, going on. Maybe, there's baby. A, maybe, baby, there's a ton going on. There really is mm. a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of balls in the air. A lot of balls in the air. There's a there's an echo dot in my house listening to me uh, all day long. I forget it's there. You know, and I'm talking to the walls. I'm talking to the plants. I'm running. I'm running things by. I'm running hmm. things by the plants. Hmm. You know, what do you guys think of this? The plants kind of you know, they they give me good advice typically, but now Alexa is listening, or, or Ding Dong is listening. Hmm. I don't know what she's doing with that information, mm-hmm. but I got Prime. Every once in a while, I'll remember there's a dot on my counter, and I'll walk by and I'll say, Alexa, play Black Sabbath. Oh, my God, and then it's like, immediately, boom, boom, bow, wow. And I'm like, nice. Mm-hmm. Stop. You're, you're going to be using that one a lot. <laughs> um, so, but, so I've got this Prime now, and, I, and I, I know for a fact I'm not using it to its best advantage, because all I'm doing with it is I'm just watching, like, McHale's Navy for free. <laughs> Or whatever you know, you like get, you, go uh, and, you get the uh, man in the high castle. Bet you'd love that man in the high castle. That's Isn't that right. the one? Yeah, that's the one. That's the Philip K. Dick Nazi one, right? I've never seen it. It's the Philip K. Dick novel about the uh, what would happen uh, if we'd lost World War II. Oh, I love those. It's a pretty good program. You should check it out. I don't. I mean, they're not paying for this, so man of the high castle, right? But I have not yet done the thing that you appear to do, which is like I need a Kleenex, beep, boop, beep, 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 and then there's like a guy holding a Kleenex. Yesterday, at your yesterday door. well, it's not proud of this, but yesterday, as I was walking around making iced coffee, I said, uh, "Hey, hey, Dingus, reorder paper towels," and it's uh, it's out on the truck now. Oh wow! Well, technically tomorrow, but bleep bloop, bleep. Um, hey, Dingus, do, order do you, paper towels. Do you, um, you know what's fun is um, you're in front of your web browser. Yeah. Uh, is, that, go to, is that your definition of fun? Mm, <laughs> you know what's fun? You're in front of your web browser. Mm, uh, go to uh, Alex, hmm, go uh, Alexa.amazon.com. Alexa.amazon.com. And then if you're not already there, click on the home button in this ugly web page, and you'll see a history of what it heard you ask for. No, really? Mm-hmm. Some of these, no, some of these, there's, most of mine are play KQED. Uh, at some point it thought I said, and then you can actually listen to the audio of what it heard you say. Uh, it heard me say, uh, uh, play God Mommy. So it played a song called God Bless Mommy. Uh, it heard. Oh, how old is Andy? Andy Summers. I did ask that. Seventy-four. Uh, should use Tinder. It heard me say. Is nice to oh. her. It heard me say. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it might be kind of fun to to go down and look at some of the things it's heard you say. Maybe you didn't even notice it heard you say. Uh, all right. Well, here's here's. How much here's is what... how much is that a Sinbad? <laughs> what? <I gotta laughs> how much is that? that a Sinbad? How much is that a Sinbad? All right. Here's here's what it's telling me. I wanted to know the weather, and then the weather, and then the weather, and then the weather. Oh, it's really paying for itself already, isn't it? And then I said, how are you? And she searched Bing for how are you, and Mm -hmm. she said, I'm just fine, thank you. And then then I said, what's a dog's favorite instrument? And she said, a trombone. Oh, that's that's funny. (laughs) And then the weather. (laughs) Weather? And then... I listened to, uh, or someone here listened to Radio Lab, hmm. and then I said, "Say Alexa," 
and she said how to pronounce Alexa. Oh, man. Why is Lena Dunham controversial? (laughs) (laughs) Who is Lena Dunham? Is there controversy about Lena Dunham? Uh, then <clears throat> I have no idea. There, other people are in my house. There's some multi-purpose copy paper that I bought that I I don't own a copier, so I don't know why. There's lots of copy paper here. That's so. I, here's some more of mine. Is good. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's that's what is that's on you. Yeah. Here's thank you. Doesn't feel that, bud. Uh. Hmm. Mm. Oh, that's okay. Is your desk okay? Are you factory? <laughs> As far as I can tell, the only thing that <clears throat> on this that I have any recollection of ever saying to Alexa is, Alexa, play Black Sabbath. <laughs> so, um, so I've used it. As far as I can tell, other than I mean, maybe I was maybe I woke up in the middle of the night and I was wandering around mumbling about Lena Dunham, but uh, I think the only thing I've ever said to it is play Black Sabbath. And it did that very successfully, so I should... June I should. 7th, 2017, 9.01 p.m., play Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Boom. Is that that happened to you, too? <clears throat> huh? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see... That's, that's it comes what... up a lot as, like... Uh, I was like, I was, oh, yeah, you heard me earlier uh, riffing on that uh, Monty Python sketch, and which my daughter and I... My daughter and I watch a lot of Monty Python now, and she didn't remember what I said, and so I said, oh, uh, play, uh, play Dennis Moore. And it played me a snippet from uh, Dennis Moore. A lot of times I'll say, oh, you know that one Black Sabbath song, the one from the Iron Man movie. And then it'll play it for you. Brown the noise, brown the... noise for sleep. That's nice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kick, a lot of KQED in here. Brown noise for sleep. It's not the brown sound. It's brown noise. Yeah, I was going to say. You got to be real careful what you ask for. Please no. <laughs> please no brown, brown sound. <laughs> Stand up your Christine. I, you know, I say that to people all the time. Stand up your Christine. I say, sir. Stand up, Stand your, up your Christine, sir. Who won Get Up on the Downstroke? Get Up on the Downstroke. Oh. I, so I need, I kind of need to learn from people. I'm just going to tell you, buddy, let go and let God, because it is a process to get comfortable with doing this. It might take you weeks, but it will pay off. It's, it takes a while to not feel like a dingling. Or 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 a ding dong, when you're doing this, because you're gonna uh-huh. feel you might. If you're like most people, and I know you're not, if you're like most people, you will feel very self conscious about doing this. You will feel perhaps stupid doing this, yeah. but it does eventually take. Mm-hmm. You're saying talking to the to the bot. I'm saying the whole stack. I'm saying talking first, to the gal. Uh, getting comfortable with the whole idea of this thing being in your house is difficult. Getting comfortable with remembering that it is there, and what it can do. That's a whole nother thing, as you, as you say. Doing it often, then remembering enough to, the, and then doing it and not feeling stupid, that, that's two weeks right there. But then eventually you just find yourself doing it all the time. Huh. Not, and not, not, not necessarily to buy stuff. Like I say, I mean, like I, I decided uh, uh, I'm not using a clock radio anymore. Because I wasn't using the clock, and I wasn't using the radio that much, right. and I wasn't right. using, never using the alarms. I don't want alarms in my life ever. I mean, I like reminders, but I don't want to like, you know. So we've gone to pure, uh, we, we have a clock in the room, but uh, that's how I play uh, the radio now. I play the radio through my uh, dingus. So is your dingus hooked up to other dingi? Or I have, is it we're just... a multi-dingus household. Yeah, I bet. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I did not mean to take you. God, we have so much to cover. So you, what I was going to say, though, is you can do what's called Prime Now. Are you aware of Prime Now? No. Go to primenow.amazon.com. Um, all right, hang on. And now, Wrong. now I live in a uh, a far flung part of town where you can't get like instant or like one hour delivery, but usually within within two hours you can get almost not anything, but a lot of the most common stuff delivered. Like index like, cards, compost bags, cat litter, Carhartt mm-hmm. caps. Uh, these are these batteries. are things that you want, but will they deliver like vintage navy uniforms? Let me check. Vintage navy uniforms. <clears throat> no, they have um, men's navy adult crew sweatshirts for eight ninety nine. Hmm. Um, it looks they... like it's salmon in color. Okay, mm-hmm. will they deliver Tony Llama boots Tony. size twelve? That's one one L, right? Yeah, size twelve. Okay. No, no, they don't have that. No. Let's see if they have llamas. L L A M A. I can get a book called Llama Llama Jingle Bells. Or Llama okay. Llama Mad at Mama. Mm-hmm. What about boots? Boots. Boots. This is, uh, oh, they got, all kind, they got all kinds of boots. Shama Llama Llama. Shama Llama Ding Dong. You could get, um, see, but let's look at coffee. C-O-F-F-E-E. Oh, yeah, coffee, coffee. Well, that's, that's the thing. You can get you some uh, some Starbucks, some Dunkey Donuts, some Javalia. Oh, you can get a big Maxwell house. You love that. You can get these these terrines. I'm not saying this is always going to be the best, but this is our go-to. We do get... Either Pete's or Starbucks uh, French roast is our go-to, and they they will bring that twelve ounces of that to your house five ninety nine in two hours. Whoa! Now I know it's killing the economy. Um, the other day I was looking for uh, some Red Wing boots for a friend of mine in size fifteen. Ooh, wow! And I discovered that size fifteen shoes are not easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Uh, the companies all are like, well, we make all kinds of shoes up to size 14, and then they quit. Then That's like, officially where the curve gets to... There's not enough people at that size to produce those at scale and have them in stock. Yeah, that seems okay. crazy to me that they wouldn't at least somewhere out there be like, yeah, we can get those for you. We do have some. We just don't, you know, we're not mm-hmm. keeping them on the shelves here. Yeah. Very hard. So can you see if Amazon can... Can can your Amazon help me find size 15 Red Wings? Well, I... <laughs> I'm going to just guess they're not going to have size 15 shoes for two-hour delivery. Yeah. If they're looking more at the kinds of things one says, oh, I'm out of paper towels. Yeah. Or I want to okay. get, uh, or you could buy another Amazon Echo. They'll deliver those to you. <laughs> but the, isn't that, but isn't the that pro- ironical? <laughs> that is ironical. It's Echoes all the way down. Mm, let's see. I, the you can get, that you can get I Amazon like- Echo in black or white. You can get a dot. You can get a, you can get a case for your dot. Oh, a dot case. But aren't you supposed to just leave them lying around? Why I would you naked. put, why naked would you put a case core? on them? I don't know. I think some people are fussy about those things. Oh, that seems like a Jesse Thorne kind of thing to do. Put it. Put your your dot in a case. Yeah, you get put your dot in a case. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. Then you get a case removing tool. <laughs> it seems to me, in, in my own life, that things like paper towels and coffee and butter and uh, socks and stuff like that are never the things that I find myself needing um what i need what i look on the internet for in the middle of the night is like uh just like really weird stuff a window wilkie campaign pin 
Yeah, that I, but I feel like I desperately need that delivered in 24 hours. Oh, I know the feeling. That's yeah. the problem. Like, I need some, I need like as many descent pullover windbreakers as I can get. What's your bottom price? Mm-hmm. Get, get them here ASAP. And then, you know, then I order them en masse. And then I sit every every day on my chair and I watch down the road for the truck to arrive. I know. I know. And it's like, come on, come on. This is what I need. And it's like butter and bread and stuff. That, you know, that stuff finds its way to you. It's a quotidian. You know, mm. that's, that's, e- that, that's the easy, as you say, the low-hanging fruit or the low-hanging bread. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm looking here at, at primenow.amazon.com.org. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see here snacks, mm-hmm. shop clothing and accessories. I'm going to go there in a minute. Shop Ben & Jerry's. That's a whole layer. That might that's, be a business development relationship. Top, top, top layer. Ben & Jerry's summer treats. Business development. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just now, go to the search field and search you some coffee. Here's some partners. Elijah right. Maya. Do you have those there? This is this is regional. Elijah Meyer. Oh, these are local stores. I see. Oh. And right right here, the first first local store in Seattle? Hmm. Amazon. Yeah, shop local stores. You got Amazon, Peninsula Beauty, Pet Food Express. Uh-huh. We and have Bartel they, Drugs. They do, we, I've talked about Bartel. You talked about Bartel. It always confuses me. Hmm. Okay, top categories. Grocery, alcohol, health and beauty. Health and beauty, HBA, they call it. Oh, I do need some Q-tips. Uh-huh, see? Yeah, you know, never stick anything inside your ear bigger than your elbow. Mm-hmm. Except for this thing that's specifically designed to do that that you're not supposed to do. I do it every Elect- night. I do it every night yeah. when I'm watching TV. Do you know Scott Simpson gave me a Japanese ear cleaner? Mm. Hi. Time. And He's I got, still He gave me he, some sponges. Yeah, he's crazy about those freaking sponges. He loves sponges. the sponges. You know, we're talking about a guy I haven't spoken to in a year cuz he won't return return my text. It's Aww. like he it's like he turned into a, a he turned into a cloud. But I, but I still have all these sponges under my kitchen counter. Every time I look at them, I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, you get the, uh, you get the magic sponges." Yeah, yeah. Household essentials, electronics, and video games. Amazon devices. That's its own. I could get a Fire tablet. Ugh. Pet supplies, toys, kids, and baby home and kitchen. I, I am so sorry, John. I, I have grossly derailed this whole conversation by introducing you to this world. I just wanted you to be aware of it. M's headphones. Mm-hmm. But, How, here's a question yeah. about headphones. How many times do you buy a new pair of headphones? Uh, like things to listen to music on that go on my ears. Okay. Uh, not that often. Um, I'm so my average is out to once a year. Now, okay. now see the kind of my go to. One thing is I bought the Apple cordless ones, and I'm pretty happy with them. So I use those a lot. Before that, I used this these really nice in ear. They look like little butt plugs you put in your ear, and they were uh-huh. really nice, and they work great with the iPhone. But they weren't made very well. I'd have to replace them just about every year. But uh, no, not too much. Do you go through? So you you've, <clears throat> you've made the transition to uh, wireless earbuds, and you're no longer somebody that's yelling at Apple for not having a headphone jack. No, I'm still yelling at that because, like, if you want, okay. like, if we want to listen in the car, we've got to have right. a dongle. You got to have a right. dongle, John. Ugh. Ding dongle. Ding dong. <laughs> Uh, mm. Ooh, Funfetti. Uh, no. Pillsbury Funfetti. Wait, wait, come back. Come back. What is that? What is Funfetti? That looks fun. Oh, look at that. that. Gluten-free cake? Jeez, I don't want it. Fuck I don't want me that. gently. If, if no, they brought it free, it. I wouldn't need leave it. it. Oh, strawberry. Oh, strawberry frosting. They'll just bring frosting to your house, John. Like, oh, like a tub of frosting. 
Okay, I would order that. Oh, shit, Here, dog. Here's, you know what? Here's what a shit show it is. Ben and Jerry's Summer Treats, I clicked on it. Here, there's only five flavors. Okay. Caramel Sutra Core. I don't know what that Caramel's means. Caramel spelled with a K. I don't either. Uh, Americone Dream. Uh, chocolate Chip Cookie Dough, which That's is like... Good. It's good, but I'm not a freaking secretary in an insurance company. No. Nobody... Mm-mm. Like, I'm a full-grown man. Yes. <clears throat> Peanut Butter Cup. And chocolate fudge brownie, also a secretarial uh, oh. brand. So where is the New York Super Fudge Chunk? Where is the everything but the? These are the great right. flavors. These are the Ben and Jerry's top flavors. Oh, there's one I like a lot. What's it called? It's like chocolate fantasy, everything but the girl. There's one that's like chocolate, 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 and chocolate. It's it's like a, again, it's like a Monty Python sketch, but it's like it's like fudge ice cream with fudge and more chocolate, and and like it's all of, what's it called chocolate fantasy, fudge master. What's it called? Here's the thing about the word fudge. <laughs> 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 yes. There's not. There's no way. There's fudge. no. <laughs> there's no accent. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no type of way to say fudge. <laughs> it's really gross. Without it just... It sounds re- dirty. Just resonating in the room. Fudge. fudge. And, you tr- and you try to get it out. You try to slip it into conversation like, oh, well, I'm going to get the fudge. And it's like, boom. You might as well have just clanged two symbols together. Fudge. And then it just ring. It just rolls around in my head for the rest of the day. Fudge. Now you gotta live with that. Fudge. If you had a lisp, still fudge. Fudge. There's no lispy way to say fudge. No. Nope. You can have any kind of accent. Fudge. Fudge. So anyway, that's a way that you could get coffee. All right. Uh, I'll and uh, and this this strawberry frosting looks pretty good. It's got the little doughboy right on it. Creamy supreme. <laughs> Strawberry frosting? No way. I am going to try out their cakes, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. always looking for... Okay, I'm going to put this in here. This is one thing I want in the middle of the night. Chalk... Well, you're saying that this isn't going to come in the middle of the night, though. Oh, I mean, you should go check. Go. So here's what you do. Go put something in your cart, click on the want- cart, and uh, I bet you it'll tell you... Let me see. So when I go to proceed to checkout... Oh, signing in... Mini vegan chocolate cupcake, 12 count. Hmm. No. No. Oh, yeah. See, look at that. Select delivery time, 12, 12 to 2. Boom. Leave it at the door. Leave it at the door. You take that off. If it's not a perishable, then leave it at the door. You don't have to interact with people. Leave it. Leave it. Ice cream chocolate molten cake. No. Here's my objection to cookie dough brownie cake ice cream. (laughs) Fudge. Fudge. It is that. Ice cream is more expensive to make than cake. Ice cream so, is more expensive to make than cake. Yeah. So every time they put cookie dough in your ice cream, what they're basically doing is I hollowing see. out a giant space in your ice cream and putting some cheap, cheaper shit in there. Mm-hmm. Right? You might as yeah. well get cotton ball ice cream. Get your get as much ice cream as you can in your ice cream. That's why they call it ice cream. And then cream. if you want cookie dough, you go get cookie dough. You're saying Make you add yourself. in like an out, you slather it with aftermarket fudge and cookie dough. Like, but don't don't put it in there for me. I'm not a child. Merlin. I know how to fashion my own dessert. 
Say that again. Hmm? Oh, oh no, no, no. I was just suggesting that uh, if you're if you're a grown ass man, you know you know what kind of aftermarket. If you want the spinning uh, rims, you know how to put that on your ice cream. You don't need yeah. you don't need some some uh, some Wall Street fat cat drizzling up your ice cream for you. Just give me the fucking ice cream. I know what to do with ice cream. Don't yeah, be, cute. So don't be the- cute. Don't be cute with ice cream. If I want to put strawberry frosting on there, creamy supreme, I know how to do that. Do it. I don't you need that in a, in a separate. A bag. I don't need a canister of that. You know, I don't. I don't need that. I don't need that uh, shot through my ice cream. Just give me the ice cream. That's why it's called ice cream. That's why it's called ice cream. And this, this, this is the thing. Like cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Cookie dough is wonderful. You're There's saying no that's how they get you. Is what you're saying. That's exactly how they get you. Yeah. They fill it up. They fill. They're like, what's cheap? Cookie dough. Mm-hmm. What's cookie dough made out of? <sighs> like flour and water and. Yeah. So let's throw a bunch of that into this tub that should be filled with fat, creamy ice cream. I heard on a, on but, a uh, an informational podcast the other day that in the old days, uh, one way of ripping people off was when you'd sell them like a barrel of oil, you'd like half fill it with water, so the yeah. oil would be on top, and then you get the water underneath. It's a similar situation here, except with with uh, bad dessert decisions. That's exactly right. That's how yeah. you hide a radio in Hogan's Heroes, right? Or you, you put it in coffee, like Eddie Murphy does, right? You get your German bearer uh, bonds, and you could you could stick yeah, it in and it throws put, off the dogs. Well, that was the yeah, that's right. Those bearer bonds they'll they'll they're, they'll alert a dog like cow. Right, they, they train, they train like, them on bearer bonds. Yeah, they smell like cocaine. Is why is that why? Huh. Well, because if you take any bearer bond, mm-hmm. it's going to have a trace of cocaine on it. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's like exactly scientifical, but I I think in practice you're gonna you're gonna find flex of coke on pretty much any kind. Of a, uh, of a of a of a monetary device like that, especially from Germany. Let's be honest. Well, My, you remember, you remember in the I think it I think this was not a thing. Maybe they said this in the eighties. Maybe it was only in the nineties. But that every hundred dollar bill in circulation in America had cocaine on it. Mm. Did, you, did you ever hear? Did you ever hear that? You think that's a that's a law factoid? of large numbers type situation? Yeah, I feel like it's. Uh, one I, of those I'm trying things to think that lo- explains almost everything. Is the law of large numbers? Law of large numbers. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I it's think called. It's, it feels to me more in the category of uh, the type of thing that stoners say to each other while they're sitting around, like messing with their drug paraphernalia. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. Like, like, like a cop. If you ask a cop if he's a cop, he has to tell you. Yeah, he's got to show you his dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, like, oh, dude, every hundred dollar bill in America has cocaine on it. It's just the type of thing that drug people say in order to. Yeah, the kind of uh, conversation re- that's like why Snopes exists. Why Snopes exists? Yeah, do you know if you go into a Baskin Robbins with a dog, they have to give you free ice cream? It's like, well, are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. <laughs> I haven't tried it, but I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, it, it you know it justifies. I think within a drug subculture, it just it just just justifies. Worldview, like it, it, it promulgates it mm-hmm. that that we're not the ones that are crazy. Mm-mm. It's the it's the world that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that little bit of. There was a while there where every person I knew that was uh, that was uh, uh, the, on the drugs mm-hmm. was reading a book called "Behold the Pale Horse." Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the book "Behold the Pale Horse"? Behold, behold the, behold the pale horse is, I think, one of the original source materials for the... Like, <gasps> Conspiracy the theories. The, it, is the, it's the, it was one of the original tomes where all the extant 
conspiracy theories of the time, and I'm saying, you know, 80s or whatever, they were all gathered together into one sort of comprehensive, uh, like, aliens are controlling the government, they live under the North Pole, it, this is this is what explains uh, all the the windmills in the desert outside of Palm Springs, but it also okay. explains Jackie Kennedy's the fact that her ring was red yesterday and today is green. Um, like it was really a, a comprehensive overview written in the style of you know in like this is obviously coming out of one guy's obsessive uh, research into this stuff pre-internet. Mm-hmm. And so a long, long time before internet, this book went around the 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 land of um, of tweakers, and it wasn't that it was not associated at the time with any kind of liberalism or conservatism. It didn't have a taint of being. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> as hilarious as this it might sound. The idea of government uh, of our government being controlled by UFOs was not yet tainted by politics. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a nonpartisan conspiracy theory. Right. It felt like you could be you could absolutely, and I think this is still true. I mean, I know, I have a lot of friends who are leftists, nominally leftists, oh, who believe God, it's it's UFOs no no question, no, yeah. absolutely. And but it's 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 something that explains some kind of a big thing that doesn't have a plausible explanation another way, and it's satisfying. Usually, mm-hmm. these theories are satisfying of a way as a way of understanding the world and. The beauty part of most conspiracy theories is it serves to prove that everything you suspected about some kind of group is true, because obviously this is this is the kind of effort that they will go to in order to keep us blind to reality. That's right. Well, oh, and, and this is the great thing. So this book, Behold the Pale Horse, was uh, written by this guy, Bill Cooper, and his, his uh, credentials are, uh, this is, and I, I remember even at the time, as people were passing this around, I read it. I read it, and I remember this was this was the source of my uh, my great revelation. Laying in bed one night, just like totally whacked out, uh, and I and the you know the 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 jumbo jets go over Capitol Hill in Seattle, and the, this jet was coming in on final approach to SeaTac Airport, and I was like, if the UFOs were going to disguise their ships as something mm-hmm. wouldn't they disguise them as jumbo jets oh we had this conversation i know and then from then on i was like every airplane is a ufo and yeah. that came from that came from reading behold a pale horse but so bill huh. cooper here's here's his uh and it's not in behold a pale horse that was just my extrapolation of some of the data N- bill now, cooper, now that you got your mind right that's right now that i'm now that i'm uh now that i've I've had a glimpse behind the curtain of the top secret world that actually is. But Bill Cooper's, uh, his, like, CV or his, his bona fides were Mm -hmm. that he was a former United States Naval Intelligence, wait for it, Mm -hmm. briefing team member. Hmm. And it's like, huh, right at the end of that, it's sort of, sort of, it peters off a little bit. It peters off in a way that I wasn't quite expecting. Like, former United States Naval Intelligence. Yes, yes. Briefing, yes. The only thing that can make that sillier is if you added the word spouse. Team member spouse. <laughs> right? Uh, I was adjacent yeah. to someone who yeah. attended a briefing, United, possibly. United States Naval Intelligence briefing team member spouse. 
<laughs> the Germans, you know the Germans have a word for Novel intelligence briefing. Secret wife in here in plot. Uh, so, I mean, so I, so that, even at the time I was like, hmm, team member usually is something that, that, that indicates that you're working at a Kinko's, um, it, I don't see it like a rank there. It's not like commander Bill Cooper, former U S Navy intelligence briefing team member. So anyway, Bill, Bill Cooper had some info. He had some, he had some data sets, but this was a thing that now that we'd all read it, the fact that we were sitting around doing like uh, bad drugs that had been cut with baby laxative made perfect sense given mm-hmm. that of all the people in the world who should know about what's really behind the curtain, it would be us. It would be this group of people that had that, you know, that never washed their sheets. Mm. Um, I think that's still still true today. There's something about sleeping on dirty sheets or doing other things on dirty sheets. It gives you it gives you insight. Sleeping on dirty sheets. Now that's a really good little soul lyric. It's been a pretty pretty big week. Everything's coming. Everything's coming unglued. I, you know, hmm. it, it's one thing. You know, I'm 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 prone to melancholy. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, it's just good. It's you're, it rumin- goes with you're the t- ruminative. Yeah, a good friend of mine just recently said goes with the territory. Hmm. Prone which, to melancholy. Which 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 territory? Well, that, she wasn't 100% clear okay, on which okay. territory it was, but it was... That's something you're going to have to just think about. Like, you wake up maybe 2, 3 in the morning, you go, go pee, and then for a couple hours you think about that. Yeah, you're like, hmm? I, it was pre- she presumed that I knew that what she meant and that we were talking about the same thing, and she was like, yeah, it goes with the territory. And I was like, right? Mm-hmm. But that was never clear exactly what that territory was like. Is it the, all the territory? Is it none of the territory? Is it her territory, not mine? Hmm. Or we overlapping territories. I was thinking about territories, but it's one of those things that it's hard, strictly speaking, to disagree with. It's one of those statements. Like I'm going to say, like, uh, eh, what are you going to do? That's right. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? What uh, can you do? Uh, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? That's one. That's one that you say all the time. Am I right? Yeah. We're, it's we're, like, but it's also, but it's also just one of those like it seems to be a statement about something, and it's really just more like a uh, social declaration of solidarity about something. Right. And I think that's very, very true of goes with the territory, because I think the assumption is that that territory is what either that it's that if you're already you're prone to melancholy or if you're I mean, there's you know, I'm 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 public with being a lot of things. Right. You're you're (laughs) oppressive. Prone to prone to prone to melancholy. That's the territory, really. Chronic Why, coffee loser. Yeah, I mean, prone You're to prone You're to melancholy. Yeah, right. You got a, you got an umbrella uh, stand full of swords. That's right. That You're may very, be the very territory. forthcoming about these things. That may that that in fact may be the territory she's referring to. You know, look, if you have an umbrella stand full of swords, yeah. you're going to be a little melancholy sometime in the middle of the night. That that territory is going to have things that go with it. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to talk about it? No. Mm-mm. Why? Well, it goes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about it. Who, what are you going to say about it? What can you do? I, you know, what, I'm right? a little melancholy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a nice talk. Mm-hmm. Fist bump. You know, oh, don't be melancholy. What? Can't uh, say yeah. that. No, but nobody that's in the territory would ever say that to anybody else in the territory. Yeah, it's like in the X-Men movie when the parents say, have you tried not being gay? 
Or in this case, tried not being a mutant, which is code for have you tried not being gay. It's code. Uh, People speak in code a lot of the time. Right, right, right. Oh, sure they do. Even now, even now that everybody's out, you still got to speak in code. You better. Because that's that's fucking poetry, too. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? I, uh, I I was walking around the backyard. Well, no, let's be honest. I was mowing the lawn. Okay. And that what I just first said wasn't untrue because I was walking around the yard. It's just that I was pushing like a. It's a like whole a, different picture yeah, though. Engine. When you go, when you go from any image of you walking around on the lawn, you suddenly seem much more focused. If I imagine you with a mower, is it is it a, is it a hand push mower? Yep. Is it a, is it a I'm circle sorry. circle think, circle swirly Brady bunch or is it like a like a snapper? Uh. Ooh. Those you know what I'm talking about? Two. Like the, we got a circle swirly one because we don't have that much yard. Like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a uh, Peter Brady. Backer? No, 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 no. It's the ones with the the rotary blades. You push around like you're an old man. Yeah. You got one of those. What's the other kind? What's the other kind? Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, the right. The did I use the wrong term of art for what I'm talking about here? Talking about a manual lawnmower, like a non-powered manual. Yes. So when I was a kid, that my mom didn't trust me with a with a motor vehicle, and so, so she, she gave just the, gave you rotating knives on a handle. Yeah, so she gave me one of these. <laughs> that 19, is so deadly. Nineteen twenty five lawnmowers, and I was out there. We had a huge lawn. That was my job, right? I got out of dusting and vacuuming. The no wait, vacuuming was my job, and. And mowing the lawn was my job. I didn't have to dust. So really, any kind of machine on a stick that is pushed, that's going to be in your wheelhouse. From the time I was about seven years old, those were my jobs. Okay. And so I'm out in this giant yard pushing this. Like, it took me all day in the hot sun to mow the lawn. But that was, you know, look, it's a cut and trail. That's where I got the idea. That's right. Anyway, I'm out there mowing the lawn, and I decided... I decided uh, this this year I was going to try something new, which was that I was going to let my grass grow tall. <sighs> I was going to let it go up to seed. Oh, you're going to regret that. But I was going to cut paths through the yard. Cut paths through the yard. You get like an English garden. That's right. So you know, just, isn't that so a I'm phrase? Just... Isn't that a phrase? Like you get an American garden, and everything's got to be in perfect rows and containers. The English they they love a crazy fucking garden. You let, how, let the garden be the garden, and then we'll create what you call a desire path. I will make a right. path. I will make a let path the through the English garden, garden waiting for and the so sun. I, uh, well, quiet desperation is the English way. Mm-hmm. Off, I, off I went, and I was making little roads through the grass that I maintained for a while, and it was very fun. And little, the little roads would come to little intersections where they would connect with some other little path that was headed uh, you know, over hill and dale. And you could go and you could get in my little system of paths and you could go wander all around. Question, are they curvy? Oh, yes. Fucking A, I love this. Yes, because I learned from the United States Interstate Highway System, if you make a road too straight for too long, people will fall asleep and drive off the road. Is that what they learned? Yes, the inter- the original Interstate Highway was, I think, the Ohio Turnpike or the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And their the their first attempt was like, let's just build a road like, let's just build this road. We're going from here to there, point A to point B. Let's just build this giant straight road. And people, after a fairly short amount of time driving on a just flat, straight road, just would just become mesmerized and just drive into the I've ditch. I've done that. I've done that where I've driven for maybe half an hour and forget that I'm driving, and then I remember I've been driving. Yeah. So they, they realized that they need to put 
sort of giant gradual turns and swoopy little, you know, like give the driver some work to do, even if it's just kind of keeping these big, broad, swooping curves. But don't let them look all the way out into the horizon and see their destiny. Is this a real story? Because that's super interesting. It's almost yeah, like it's like well, a tiny little bit. Obviously, there's the visual and physical, the visual stimulation, the physical feedback of doing that. But I bet it's also just the most tiny little microscopic, um, like dopamine hit. In the mm-hmm. same way that, like, if you're driving a race car around a track really fast, I bet that's tons of dopamine because you're making so many decisions. But that's just a littlest bit of like, hmm, I'm driving a car. That would yeah. totally keep you uh, aware. Well, so I feel like this is a real Malcolm Gladwelly kind of idea this is a this is sort of a ted talky thing to talk about did you know and i have no real i have i cannot cite anything that i've read about this i don't but think I, there'd be any way to disprove you so i wouldn't worry about it but if you think about it yeah. you should be able to go you should be able to leave yuma arizona and drive to austin texas without ever having a curve in the road. I guess going through Las Cruces, you might have to like, mm-hmm. but certainly it could be, you know, I'm guessing this is, I don't want to think about this too much, but I bet part of it is also like what land we could get. You can imminent domain the shit out of a bunch of that land to make it straight. But then there's sometimes you're going to get the, the old man in the uphouse. You're going to have to like have a little path go around that, or you get a Las Cruces, something well, where see, you have a immovable object and a, uh, you know, an immovable road. You have to accommodate that. When I crashed my motorcycle back in 1986 in Oakley, Kansas, my excuse for it was that the road had been going straight for a long time, and then as they were building it, there was like a there was like a cow that wouldn't move, and the farmer was pulling on the the leash on one side, and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers guy was pushing on the cow's butt, like just cow wouldn't move. So they put they drove the road around him, they built the road around him, and that was where the curve came, and I didn't see it, and I drove off. <gasps> they added like an unnecessary semicircle. Unnecessary semicircle because I'm I'm hauling ass right. It's like 11:35 at night. Yeah, I've got the the throttle wide open, mm-hmm. and way off in the distance, I see a car come up over a hill, coming directly toward me. And I've got my brights on, and I'm a courteous driver even then, even at the even at the ripe old age of 17. And so, uh, and here I am. I've just got this motorcycle just wrapped out on Highway 40 outside of Oakley, Kansas. And I'm thinking, I'm making it, you know, I'm making it to Kansas City tonight or whatever I thought. And here comes this car over the hill and I go, I'm a courteous driver and I turn my brights down. Oh, no. And at this point now, I just have my regular headlight on. And at the speed that I'm going, that is giving me some advance notice in the three second range. I see something come into my headlights that is three seconds away. And your brain... So there's one part of your brain that consciously goes, I'm a, I'm a courteous driver, I turn down my lights. But there's some part of your brain, and I, maybe I'm spoiling the story, but there's a part of your brain that also goes, oh, and I'm assuming, naturally, that this will continue to go exactly straight in the way that I'm straighting right now. Exactly. Because the car that's coming toward me is mm-hmm. coming in a straight line. I see the, that pattern, and I see myself. And so what could possibly be in between us is there going to be is there is the bridge out? Mm-hmm. No. Pro- mm-hmm. Let's assume no. Sinkhole. Let's let's assume no sinkhole. Let's assume no uh like a corn monster. Mm-mm. Corn monster commemorative cow. It would just be natural to assume this has been going straight the whole time. Why for heaven's sake 
why would it not keep just going straight? Right. And again, my courtesy is that I don't want to be coming at this person for the next two and a half miles, shining my bright right in their eye just to turn it down. Like when I when I imagine that the that the distance is close enough that light suddenly becomes a, oh now he can see my light now my light well, is the bothered. two things we know is we're both driving and we know this thing is impossibly straight. That's the two things all we need to know. We are in Kansas. It is by definition straight. Mm-hmm. And so straight. here I'm. Three, three, you know, three seconds ahead, and the road goes all of a sudden out of the gloom, out of the gloaming. Mm. I see the little reflectors <gasps> on the side of the road just indicate that the road just goes left turn. If there was a sign, you didn't see it. There was no. I, well, you I didn't don't think see. I, you didn't see a large like cow semicircle next half mile. No, no, there was no like a uh, uh, roundabout ahead with a cow in the middle. <laughs> And this road went zoom, and I was like, wow! And I was not, let's be honest, mm-hmm. the world's most seasoned motorcyclist at this time. You know, there are a lot the of things... The thing about being on a motorcycle, I have tried to drive motorcycle-like things and found it hard, but my feeling is that, like, so much in a young person's life, most of your time on a motorcycle is spent not crashing, and yes. that you haven't really driven a motorcycle until you've crashed it a bunch, because that's mm-hmm. always an option. Yeah, you have to crash to learn how not to crash. They say about if you uh, if you haven't had your ass kicked yet, it's it's not really that you're successful. It's just you're you're really only successful after you've lost. Yeah, I agree. Right, you're skating yeah. along. You're it's like it's like, it's like it's like it's uh, like it's like young people, um, you know, uh, celebrating how they're healthy. Well, it's like of course you're healthy. You're young. Like you you didn't earn yeah. that. Right. Right. You're just not yeah, broken of course, yet. Uh, of course you're healthy and free. <laughs> of course of course, you still have your life in but front of you. If you of spend course a you lot could of get time, a different degree than... <laughs> if you spend a lot of time on uh, forums... Of course you could have put $40 a month into retirement. Just fucking $40 a month. What a difference it would have made. You know, when your kid goes to college, it's going to cost a million dollars a semester. What are you going to do then? Yeah, right. Of yeah. course, course you could have considered you might have a kid someday. <laughs> Yeah, you better have a matching matching yeah. funds. Does Go your ride your fucking motorcycle. Ride your fucking motorcycle. Get out there. Get on. Get on the cow semicircle. Let me know how that goes. Do you ever go to forums? Mm, yeah, sure. I go to forums. Yeah, sure. Okay, so one of the forums that I go to is old men that drive Porsche 911. <laughs> <laughs> the the drivers or the people who observe them or both? All of it. It's a whole all, enthusiast all, community. It comes with the territory. And uh, they love to, they, oh boy, they love to bitch. But one of the things that's true about uh, old Porsche 911s, because they're a rear engined car, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a, you know, there's the no way love, to the, the Germans love a rear engine, don't they? Oh, they, the, well, you know, they like to engineer things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be too normative. But the thing about a German is mm-hmm. they will engineer it, right? They want to, they want to build it. Yeah. They want to, they want to draw it and then build it according to the drawing. Yeah. Anyway, if you are in a, in a Porsche 911, and you are going fast through the twisties, let's call them that. Let's say that just to please people. Mm-hmm. You're going through the twisty roads. Um, a truism is that you do not lift off your accelerator in a corner. Because if you go into a corner with your foot on the gas, and then you're going too fast, and you get a little scared, and you lift your foot off the gas... The back end is gonna of your Porsche 911 is gonna cut loose, and it's gonna spin out, hmm. and you're gonna crash because oh, because it's behind you. Get the behind right. me engine. 
So if you get scared in a corner in a Porsche 911, the thing to do is give it more gas, not less. Turns fucking out. I never would have guessed that. Yes, because if you push it, if you push the gas down, the car will sink down and and it, it's and the turn it's like radius will back up a truck with a trailer. You have to let go yep. of everything you think you understand about angles. That's right. You got to put your hand on the bottom of the wheel and 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 steer backwards. You have to go steer against backwards. every instinct. You you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yes, I've You've done well, this. You you were there when I. <laughs> 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 One trailer driving story of all time. That's one of my favorite times I've quivered in fear with Sean Nelson. <laughs> and so many times, but mm. that was one of the best ones. Vanderslice really hadn't worked that out with you ahead of time, had he? At all. Uh, and so he still owes me you, you got a rear engine German. And, yep. And so you're going around the curve. But so this is true of motorcycles, too. If you go into a corner and you, and you realize that your geometry is wrong and that you feel like, oh, shit, I'm in this corner. I'm going too hot. Mm. And if I... If I don't figure this out, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the road. Yep, yep, yep. The your instinct is to let off the gas because right, you're going too fast, so you let off the gas. But if you're on a motorcycle and you let off the gas, you're gonna straighten up and you're gonna now you're really gonna go straight off the road. And what you what you need to do is give it more gas, and and you will. It's this incredible feeling when That's, you do it. That seems. That seems so crazy. That's like me and anti-lock brakes. As somebody who used to own a rear-engine uh, Volkswagen bus, uh, I'll tell you what I knew is you just you pump lightly, pumpa, 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 not pumpa, 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 but pumpa, pumpa, pumpa. Like you're trying, like if you're like you're trying to trying to awaken a fat man, just gentle little pushes. And then you get into one of these, and so that's that I made my bones on these terrible old cars that you don't, you would never slam the brakes on because guess what? Everything locks up, and you're in the paper tomorrow. And now today you don't do that. You don't go you don't go tapa 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 on, on brakes anymore, right? Uh, no, I it's don't. A whole, think it's a whole new it's a whole new world, John. I mean, it's not that new, but it's still newish to me. Most of the driving that I've done in my life was on non non anti lock brakes. I guess I, I guess you call them lock brakes. Uh, well, I mean, you probably started off in a car with drum brakes, and mm-hmm. then it had disc brakes was the big it was the big invention. But now, yeah, you you don't do that because if you do, you're just messing with the anti lock brake system, which wants to what? do that for you. It's pumping for you. It's pumping for you. Isn't that right? Isn't it going like it's doing its own pumping, right? Yeah. And if you get in, if you get in there and try and get involved in that process, you're just gumming up the. You're gonna fudge up the works. Yeah. Yeah. But the machine is trying to do it, and the new cars, like it's doing it. All four wheels are doing it differently based on the traction that they sense through their feelers. Is it using science for that, John? So much science. You know who else likes to engineer things? Japanese car makers. Hi. But um, so. The, but the thing is about driving a Porsche and a uh, motorcycle is that if you do want to slow down, you do it before the turn. Before the turn. So you let your gas off while you're still going straight. You Here comes the corner. You let your gas off while you're still going straight. You don't put on. You don't necessarily have to put on the brake. Just letting the gas off will allow that sort of engine compression to slow your vehicle down just enough. And then as you set up to go into the turn, you put on the gas, not take it off. This is so messing with my head, because I feel like I feel like the one piece of knowledge that I've got about cars, and as you know, I don't enjoy driving. I don't like cars. But I feel like the one piece of knowledge is, uh, that I have 
it's it's got a little bit of Eastern philosophy to it. I feel like in my head, the first step towards stopping is to stop starting. So mm-hmm. if the, before you hit the brakes, like for example, let's say you're going on the grapevine and you suddenly see the red brake lights start going digga, 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 and getting closer yep. and closer and closer. Like before you yep. hit the brakes, stop accelerating. Oh, that fucking grapevine. The grapevine. <laughs> well, Mike. So am I, mean, I wrong? My, no, my number one rule on the highway is if I see brake lights of any kind, mm-hmm. I put a little Mario Brothers coin over that car, yeah. and the coin says "Ding Dong." Right because, at this point, at this point, they are merely they are identified merely as a ding dong. That 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 coin could right. go up in value if they turn into a dipshit. Right, because yeah. you do not need to touch your brakes. In normal oh, no, drive. no, no. The Germans have whole studies about this, John. Have you read the studies about how traffic will be better if we quit driving fast and hitting our brakes? I feel that in my duodenum. Oh, shit, dog. There is a body of fucking work about this, about the oh, problem. Yes. I've seen visualizations of this. The problem is you don't. You want to be going faster than everybody else, but you're in traffic, so you drive real fast and you're braking. You drive real... And the impact, the knock-on effect that that has for everybody behind you, Ugh. it could take... It could take an hour for that traffic to clear up just because you hit your brakes. It's like it's oh, like a it's like a Chevy with butterfly wings. I'm hurting inside because it's so evident. It's unnecessary. So it's you're driving. So, and if you want to slow down, take your foot off the gas. Because the thing yeah. is you should be looking far enough ahead. That the person in front of you doesn't matter. Mm. It's the person five people in front of you that matters. And so if you see that person start to move in a different way, take your foot off the gas. Take your foot off the gas. You know it's going to come. You know mm-hmm. whatever they're doing is going to come. And if you whatever... see a brake light, there's no world where, in, at least in my head, this, you, you could probably simulate this with VR, I don't know. But to me, there's no world where I see brake lights anywhere in front of me and I accelerate. That just is wrong. No, that's the wrong That's the wrong thing to do. But because does, you don't that does know... not mean that does not, the opposite of accelerating is not braking. The opposite of accelerating is no longer accelerating. Right. Take your foot off the gas. Number mm-hmm. one thing. Like I will I will oftentimes drive all the way to town and never touch my brakes. They're because two they different are not instruments. Needed. It's it's two different instruments. It's like when you try to end your end your hammering by grabbing a screwdriver. It just doesn't stand yeah. up to logic. I told you the time we were driving on the, the PCH and uh, Chris Canelia dared me to go all the way to Big Sur without touching the brakes. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong guy to dare. Don't <laughs> dare John to do that. It was such a fucking Nantucket sleigh ride. He's such a, he's a jester, he's a crow, he's an imp of a man. He's always provoking people. Isn't that his main job? He's a provocateur. Yeah, it was, certainly. He, uh... He knew is he exactly dead, the right guy. He died, no, did he? I don't think he's dead. Is he still doing? Is he doing, fun, doing funny yuckamups? Isn't he doing funny yuckamups now? I think the last thing I heard was that he's teaching improv in Portland, Oregon. So yes, if you wanna, and if you want to go learn improv in Portland, Oregon, look for Chris Cornelia. I think he's got a new. He's got. He's he's hung his shingle out. Farm to table comedy with Chris Cornelia. But if you seriously, if you want, if you want to. If you want to get your money's worth for those adult diapers that you just bought, drive down the entire PCH without ever touching. Your there's a couple things about. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of one. I'm not thinking of. Maybe I'm not thinking of PCH, but I'm thinking of one. And I imagine it's similar. Where like there's a couple performance characteristics that really make you want to have some breaks. You're gonna have weird hills. You're gonna have weird curves. You're gonna have wily coyote guardrails. There's a lot of things I'm guessing that are gonna make you want to hit the brakes. Yeah, the curves. In particular, the curves at the bottom of the hills. Yeah, and, are, and you're on an automatic transmission, right? 
So you can't, yeah, we you can't were, just we're, cut your way into this. We were driving the van with, uh, you know, fully loaded with gear and dudes. Um, that was what made it even more sporting. But I did it. I got there, and he had to buy me dinner. He had to buy me dinner. You made that. it? Oh, yeah. Well, it made it to, like, that restaurant Naropa or... or you, Yerba Buena or whatever. Was, was Sean the, awake when this when this bet oh, was going everybody down? Was, everybody was gripping the. They were. They had. I, I don't see du- Sean loving that. They had double seatbelts on. Well, no, it was Michael Schilling that was really making the most noise. Oh man! But you know, anyway, so he's a, he's a pretty loud drummer. Uh, so, so in this night outside of Oakley, Kansas, all of a sudden the road goes to the left, and I did not. I was not a seasoned enough motorcyclist to know what to do in this instance because I had zero, at this point now, zero seconds to make an informed decision. Oh, Jesus. And so I did the wrong thing, right? I took my, I let the the gas off. The motorcycle stood straight up and I went directly off the road over, you know, because the road was built up on an embankment and I went over whatever rickety cow fence there was Jesus. Right into a plowed field. And a plowed field where my front tire and front forks went down into the dirt and like bent into themselves and hucked me and the motorcycle over. And we just went tumbling. You did a full evil Knievel. You should be totally dead. Yeah, we went tumbling through the night. But it was a freshly plowed field, hmm. so it was or disked. It was a disk the 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 uh whatever the the wheat had been harvested. This that's was their a, version of one of those giant uh, like a like a Peter Brady lawnmower. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. And they had cut up, you know, they had uh, rain on the scarecrow and there's mm-hmm. blood, blood on, on the plow. plow. Yeah. And it had they'd cut up all this dirt. Mm-hmm. And so I just went I just, you know, I, I Steve Austin, mm-hmm. except with with uh, well, no, exactly Steve Austin, less dust and more dirt clods. Oh, Steve Austin, not Austin three sixteen the wrestler. You're talking about full on bionic man plowing into the ground. Now we have to replace your legs. That's right. We okay. can rebuild. We have the technology. Mm-hmm. Better, stronger, faster. And I ended up. I know this is happening in the middle of the night, and it's also <laughs> it's also thirty years ago. You now. use the pronoun we. We, me and the motorcycle. Oh, okay. All right. It wasn't. It wasn't like a. Wasn't like a girl or anything. No, no, no. Me and the motorcycle. I, mm-hmm. At that point, at that in a situation like that, you're talking about we because you and you and it are. Um, you have a special relationship. You yeah. are flying through space together. It, and, it lets you. It lets you fly through space, and you both have but, expectations. I mean, you're helping each other, and you think this road's going to go straight. Why would I need? Why would I need to think about that? Yeah, exactly. And now that you're in a crisis, you're really depending on one another. I'm depending on the motorcycle not to go in such a way that it crushes me or mangles me. And it is already mad at me because I've ruined it. I've wrecked it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's not it's not vindictive. Mm-mm. Anyway, as far as I could tell, I came to rest on the inside of the opposite curve where the road turned back around the other side of the cow and continued again then in the exact same direction straight along. And here came that car still because it was fucking 10 miles away and I did not need to have turned my brights down. Uh, If I had my brights still on, I maybe would have had time to correct. I don't know. I was a bad motorcyclist. Let's be honest. I was a dumb teenager. What the hell was I even doing in Kansas? Did the car stop? To help you so i then i was 
I was pretty trashed, but I was able to like kind of claw my way up to the road. The car did slow down because I was like, now I was on the shoulder kind of with one arm in the air, like help, help motorcycle helmet still on. Oh, thank Cars- goodness you were in the helmet. Oh yeah. Well, it was the eighties, but, and the, when I first got the motorcycle, I didn't have a helmet. I was like, who needs a helmet? I'm free in the wind. Woo. And then a, uh, like a poisonous dragonfly wasp bird um, hit me square in the face at 70 miles an hour. And, oh, the carnage. Mm. Like all those great scenes of like like Harley dudes out riding in the wind. This is like a Fabio on a roller coaster type situation. Fabio on a roller coaster? Remember Fabio's on a roller coaster and a fucking bird hit him in the face and gave him a bloody nose? No, I didn't know that, but that's oh, a find that story. Was this an, I, I, I'm totally unclear about your vernacular here. Was was it more of an insect or a bird or somewhere in between? I think it was an, a bird-sized insect. <laughs> Would you rather fight? <laughs> <laughs> it hit me and almost knocked me off the motorcycle, and I realized then there's another reason to have a helmet besides just being a scaredy cat. A uh, girly man, and it is because there are things flying in the air, and if they hit you, you are you are square fucked. This almost took me off the bike. Oh man! Little did I realize that later on, I had so many great experiences on this motorcycle before I crashed it. Uh, later on, a wasp. I'm I'm screaming across the across our great land of America. A wasp went up inside the helmet. Oh no no no! The call's coming from inside the helmet. Hit me on the chest and then went up and stung me on the face. Oh no! My lip and on my face like forty <gasps> times. It was no, a wasp. No 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 no! Ew ew, ew 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 ew! This is, this is like to... this is hell. That's like 1984. What a nightmare! It's so bad. And I'm trying to stop the motorcycle. I'm Pulling off to the side of the road, scrudging in the dirt. Meanwhile, just this wasp, just like right on my face. Throw that helmet off, and I'm fucked. You know, I'm fucked. I just got stung 20 times on my face. And I'm like, oh. So, Sounds like a lot. I mean, it sounds like you are, let's be honest, you are somewhat culpable in your motorcycle adventures. Mm -hmm. But so far, the real provocateur appears to be roads and animals. You got the cows, you got the wasp, mm-hmm. you got the uh, the flying shit bird, mm-hmm. right? It sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like you're you would do fine in a universe where you just didn't have you could be on a motorcycle and didn't have to deal with animals in particular, animals or their consequences. Well, I mean, for years as a child and into teenagehood, mm-hmm. I would find old copies of Easy Rider magazine and In the Wind and all these. Because biker culture was a big part of the 70s. Young people can't understand how Mm-mm. big biker culture was. Biker biker culture was the, uh, the, de- the like, CD uncle of CB culture. And CB culture was the CD uncle of, of uh, country music. And country music <laughs> is the CD uncle of popular culture. Right, and popular culture, father of the internet. There's a good medium post waiting in here somewhere, I think. Yes, hello. Yeah. Uh, which will which uh, which I'll curb uh, curb like, from TED Talk. This also weirdly 
hooks up with your conspiracy theory guy thing from back in the time when there were nonpartisan conspiracy theories because it wasn't about which side of the uh, notional aisle somebody was on. It was more like, how do you understand the way the power differentials work? And so mm-hmm. the thing was, I, my sense of, and first of all, I agree with you, like there was just, there was so much like motorcycle gang-ish culture or motorcycle club-ish culture mm-hmm. around. But see now, what do you call that? Is that conservative? Is that uh, liberal? Well, it's is it libertarian? Well, it's kind of a little bit of all of those things. It's like yeah. you know, we want to be free. We want to be free to ride. Yeah, right? we want to be free to without getting hassled by the man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> free to ride our machines. Um, yes, right. You need to. At the time, it felt like oh, it's liberal because conservatism is something that belongs to Richard Nixon, mm-hmm. and so we grow our hair long, we drink beer, and we party, and we're rowdy. But now the the switch the whole game has flipped, and now like that is that those are the signals of conservatism, right? We're just fuck all you, all you downtown, uh, effete college people. We're like motorcycle America. Well, here, here's one for you: is like, are you okay with somebody telling you what the rules are and that you must follow them? Mm. And depending on what decade and what side, I'm, that's a very interesting thing. Well, you know, yeah. actually, in a lot of cases, you know, I'm not okay with somebody telling me what the rules are and uh, and then demanding that I do it. Well, everybody's a rebel now is the thing. That's true. And it, and it used to be that there were some people that were like, I'm not a rebel. But, you know, who are you going to find now that says they're not a rebel? That's true. But uh, but so I would read these magazines and it was like those, those people seem like they're having fun. First of all, they're wearing bell bottom jeans. A lot of them don't have shirts on, and that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're in shape or not, and it doesn't matter whether you're a girl or boy or or uh, or a third option. You don't have a shirt on because motorcycle. And people are doing. They're having campouts. They're driving motorcycles in the dirt. They're doing papa wheelies. They're they also have like. Like uh, Dodge vans that have pony kegs in them. It was a time. Think about being a little kid and just, I'm just pulling this out of the air, but like you're a little kid and how's your day start? Your day starts with you walk in the snow a little bit to get on a school bus that takes you to school where you follow rules all day. There's no part of that that does not seem greatly improved by being in a motorcycle gang. First of all, you got a nicer climate, better weather. You yep, don't even yep. need a shirt. You're probably in Virginia or you're in Alabama. Think, or how, think in... about how many bikers were born out of school buses. Like, you have to go sit in this area and not make noise while you go somewhere to follow rules all day. No, thank you. Oh, you know what the you know what it was? Hmm. It was the kid in Bad News Bears. Oh, uh, Jack, oh of course, Jack Earl Haley. Yeah. Russia. Uh, Jack yeah. Earl Haley. Harry Shearer. Jackie Gleason. Harry and the Hendersons. That's right. He, uh, his whole like dirt bike thing where he came over and, uh, and tore up the baseball field. And then he was the one that was like, I'll play you pool. And if you win, uh, if you, if, if, if you win, I'll join the baseball team. And if I win, I get to do whatever. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ugh. And then he won and got to do whatever, which was, which happened off screen, but then joined the baseball team anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. He was a, he and he could hit it out of the park. That influenced the eight year old me a lot too about the power of motorcycles and the freedom that, that that entails. Anyway, I started wearing a helmet because I realized that that you can hit you can get hit in the face. Mm-hmm. And then once the wasp got in there, I, it was too late to not wear the helmet. So I survived. 
And I flag down the car, laying on the side of the road, and the car pulls up. This is the middle of the night in Kansas. And the driver rolls their window down one and a half inches. Oh, God. And says, you all right? <laughs> and, you know, and the motorcycle is like smoking one turn signal. Pink up, pink up. I think if there's been a motor, if you're adjacent to a motorcycle accident and the person is not on the motorcycle anymore, that's all you need to know. Yeah. I mean, even if they are okay, like roll your window all the way down like a gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. And so I struggled to get my helmet off and I said, no, (laughs) help, you know, and they said, some version of okay wait here rolled their window up and drove off into the night did they send help well so i lay there in the dark hmm. with the with the blinker going ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> on this motorcycle that was too far away to reach you know because oh i'm just God. and my my leg is is mangled i have a mangled leg oh god which if you'd like to come over i could I could play you all the notes that that leg is capable of playing, even still. It's kind of like oh, it's, it's a, own I, little... I see, I was thinking it was a string instrument. You're telling me it's a percussion instrument. No, it's a Dr. Rhythm machine or whatever. Like <laughs> fence, if fence, I, fence, fence. If, I, <laughs> if I do Mr. Bojangles, the, that leg does all the work. Um, and oh, what... that is a disturbing image. Yeah. <laughs> And then after you get some... Another, you roll your way onto a subway, start playing your leg. <laughs> Sing us a song, you're the piano. <laughs> so, uh, That's I'm a there. weird choice of song, sir. Yeah, it sounds like I'm sending... Uh, I'm, it sounds like I'm putting uh, dried corn into a paper shredder. <laughs> but then... In the middle distance, some after some long, long indeterminate time, I see the rotating lights, the emergency lights. And then little by little, I hear the... Way, way. I don't know if you've ever been rescued by an ambulance that you could see coming for 15 minutes. Not that I remember, but I bet it must have made you feel pretty good. You're thinking, I hope that's for me. Well, I'm pretty sure it is, right? Yeah. As it gets closer and closer, I'm like, because there's no other car on the road for half an hour. I'm like, I bet that's coming for me. That person in the car that didn't appear to be very helpful at all mm-hmm. did go somewhere. You said this is 1986? 86. So we're not, you're not talking about any kind of Skynet that's going to be able to see you and say, deploy ambulance to cow circle. Like, this, no, there's going to no. have to be somebody who intervened at some point. This guy drove to what was probably a closed uh, store at a crossroads, got out, put a quarter in. Because we, we didn't have 911 yet. Well, they were That was the kind something. of the early days of 911, but it was not, there was no guarantee that would be everywhere. He probably had to spend a quarter. Yeah, maybe a quarter or a dime. Called mm-hmm. somebody, hey, Al, it's Jim out here at the crossroads. Oh, Al, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Well, say, so why are you calling? Well, I just passed a young feller out there on Highway 40 outside of Oakley. Seems like he could use a little help. Oh, really? One of those conversations. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a terrible season of Fargo. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And so here comes this ambulance, and they pull up, and they jump out. They're very activated. And mm-hmm. they come over, and they talk to me, and they roll me over, and they take their 
big scissors and they cut my pants off and they cut my boots off. That's some serious scissors. But they're scissors. I know. Like, oh, goodbye boots. Hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> but they look at me and they go and they, you can, they, the, the aid car people, like it was a guy and a gal, I guess. And they both like, they went at me right away, like work, 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 work. And then when they got the, when they got me all cut apart and they looked at me, you could see them both sit back on their heels, like relax and both go like, Oh man. They were braced for something much worse. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, am I, uh, am I okay? And the, uh, the gal who was driving, said, you know, when we get a phone call that says motorcycle wreck out on the highway, yeah, you don't want to know what we usually see. So you're going to bring a snow shovel and make a phone call. <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, we got out and we could see you were moving. And that was that at first was both good and bad because it means that this could be really, really bad. We could sit here with you on the side of the road and watch you die, which is not very fun either. But you're fine. Yeah, they, I was could like, home, oh. they could be home watching Dynasty. I'm like, I don't feel fine. And they're like, no, 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 you're fine. Don't worry. Whatever it is, if your leg is broken in 40 pieces, you're fine. <laughs> if you were like, hurt, you'd know it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel better. And we yeah. had a jolly old ride into the local uh, whatever that didn't wasn't a hospital. Wasn't I think it qualified maybe as an aid station? There was something like, like a Quonset hut, like a Gomer Pile building. It was something, you know, something where each room we went into, somebody had to turn the lights on. Like, oh, here we go, turn the lights on. So there was somebody, you know, somebody going ahead, turning the lights on in the different rooms. And uh, yeah, that was the that was my that was the that was the that was when I learned that the aliens were controlling our government. Mm. Um. Did you ever drive a motorcycle after that? Yes. Really? You got back on the horse? Yes. That must, I, that must have been a little, little, little bit scary. I beheld the, that pale horse. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted and I wanted and want still to be a motorcyclist mm -hmm. because I like being on a motorcycle. They're, it's wonderful. And I like the accoutrements of motorcycle life and culture. I like the, I still like the freedom of it. You know, in a way, my GMC RV was just a big old man's motorcycle. Oh, it interesting. Had, you know, it had all the motorcycle qualities. Like here's a, here's a gas powered carbureted. You think about people thing. who buy those, um, those big motorcycles that have three wheels and like a, like a soft serve machine on them. Yeah, I mean, so, technically that's a motorcycle, but it's really more like a small van that happens to not have any kind of an enclosure. You remember the ones in the '70s that had a gas tank made out of a pony keg, mm. and they were they had more fiberglass on them than Do a. You think that's safe, John? I don't think safety is what you're thinking about. Mm -mm. A lot of those had Volkswagen motors. I think I've even seen a tricycle motorcycle that had a Chevy 350. <laughs> like it's a it's part of a customization culture. It's part of a a build it machine culture it's part of like you know it's very show-offy motorcycle culture is very there's a lot of peacocking mm -hmm. um which i'm also like i like peacocking sure but there is also a, a thing 
I have to know I have to acknowledge about myself, which is that I do not have good judgment. And and that has not really plagued me my whole life. It's been wonderful. Listen, bad judgment is wonderful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in most cases, but it is uh, it is like a counter indication of motorcycle ownership. And I don't think that's true in the past. A lot of people with bad judgment have owned motorcycles. Mm-hmm. But in my case, it just, you know, it's like the the chance that I will try and thread a needle that cannot be threaded There's, is too high. This is a politically fraught discussion, but I think that there are some kinds of things, devices, that become bad judgment multipliers. Where yes. it's, it's difficult to see when it is functioning as a good judgment multiplier because it's so much easier to see when it's a bad judgment multiplier. Right. All the fun all the fun that I could have out on the salt flats or like rolling around in Venice, California with a motorcycle that I work on all afternoon. Uh, like in Seattle in a rainy hilly town, mm-hmm. not that great. But you've also seen and our and our listeners have too, like how much trouble I can get into just with a ladder and a rusty hatchet. <laughs> Yeah. There's not even a motor involved. I mean, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I don't need much. Like two coat hangers and some Elmer's glue mm-hmm. and I could get myself in the hospital. Maybe you should get a hatchet that's not rusty. If I if that hatchet wasn't rusty, I wouldn't be here today. Hmm. It was the rust that saved me. <laughs> that's not the first time I've said that either. Mm-mm. Glad you made it. Here I am.